what service? Well, good morning, everybody. My name is Rick Arias, and I am chairman of the missions committee here at Crosswinds Church in Moreno Valley. And my mother is from Colombia, and my dad is from Panama. So I always grew up hearing about a different place and wanting to visit there. And I was able to go to both of those countries uh, before the pandemic. Um, it was really easy to step into the chairmanship because the previous chairman, Mary Lou Miller, did an excellent job of establishing relationships, not only with individual missions and missionaries, but also missionary organizations. So as people are getting older and they're retiring, I'm finding that I have to make contact. And just like all of you in your businesses, all of the contacts are changing. COVID forced a lot of people into retirement. So I'm keeping all of those relationships going. And it's been a blessing. Now, about 35 years ago, when I was just newly married, we were living in Upland, and on the front page of the paper, there was this photo that at that time was just stark and amazing. Couldn't believe it. It was a lady that was standing at the end of a freeway off-ramp. It was the Mountain Avenue off-ramp. She was disheveled and sunburnt, and she was holding a sign that said, we'll work for food. That was very rare back then. That was in the late 80s. You didn't see that a lot. Fast forward to 2023, and don't we see a lot of that? Every time I go out, I was telling my wife, if I go to the store, there's someone asking for money. If I drive home, I'll look off to the side of the freeway and I'll see tents. They're on Cal State, I'm sorry, they're on uh, Caltrans land, so they can't be pushed off of that area. But we see it all over. And the response that we have, what is the response that we should have? Now, Jesus said, the poor you will always have with you. So we know that the problem isn't going to go away. But we also know that the reaction that we're supposed to have, I feel that the scripture says that we need to take care of their physical needs. We need to clothe them. We need to give them shelter. We need to give them something to drink. And that God will take care of the saving of the soul. So as we minister to their physical needs, God is taking care of the inner part. And that's one of the things that we're all about here at Crosswinds Church. Um, when I first came to the church about 25 years ago, our focus was mainly international. And we did have a relationship with United Indian Missions ministering to the Navajo Nation in Northern Arizona and Northern New Mexico. And we still have that relationship today. Again, fast forward 25 years. And today, the needs in our community are right in our face, are they not? We can see it. What are we gonna do about it? Now, I wish I could say that I came up with this idea, but I didn't. It was actually born, street ministry was born out of another uh, uh, group of men here and, and women here that had a heart for that. Did you know that every time you give on a Sunday morning, about 15% of your giving goes to missions? Now, let me read a list of that. Now, we have 21 separate missionaries, whether they're individuals or whether they're families or whether they're organizations that you are contributing to. Desire Street Ministries in New Orleans, Kurt and Sue Edwards with Fit International in Turkmenistan. We have the G family that is ministering with Wycliffe, Stan and Damaris Herpik, World Christian Outreach, Kenya and Tanzania. We have Spectrum Ministries that ministers out of Tijuana, Mexico. We have Gil and Amy Medina who are teaching missionaries and missionary families out of Redlands, California. Dave and Jane Pattison, Wycliffe in Asia. 
their daughter, Carissa Patterson, Teach Beyond with Faith International Academy in the Philippines. We have the P family that is in Wycliffe in the 1040 window. We have Omar and Rebecca Rodriguez, Reach Global Latin America. Ty and Monique Platero, UIM with, uh, in New Mexico, United Indian Missions. Kelly Fiddler, UIM in New Mexico. Paul and Joe Hody, EFCA Texas in San Antonio, Texas. We have Gretchen Gilman with Pioneer Bible Translators. Al Fadi, who is with Sierra International, and that is an out and in your face, in your face, ministry to Muslims. He is out there with it. We have Daniel and Hannah Pavoni with Reach Global in Portugal. We have the Gideons. We have EFCA General Missions Fund. We have Broken Arrow Bible Ranch in New Mexico. Jews for Jesus. And the last one we have is our very own Jake Templin, who is with Word of Life Ministries and Fellowship in Paraguay, South America. 21. All of you. Now, I need to say, there's a verse in the Old Testament. I should have looked it up. But it had to do with David going to war. And the statute that was set was that there always had to be people that stayed behind to watch the stuff. And there were people that went out to war. Now, when those soldiers came back from the war, they brought back spoils. They brought back jewelry and clothing and animals. And the rule that David established was the people that stayed got to partake in the spoils. I want to make a suggestion to you today. Maybe you can't go overseas. Maybe you have to stay here because of family members or because you're young, because you're in school. But I'm telling you, the, the, the support that you give, God is putting it in your account in heaven. Someone has to stay with this stuff. Someone has to keep the home fires burning. So all of us in the body of Christ, we do what we can for missions. So we have a treat today. We have street ministry that we're going to be talking about. So uh, will you please join me in giving a warm crosswinds welcome to our street ministry leaders, Steve Trujillo and Ken Grumbacher. I just have to give a quick commercial, okay, since, since I don't get up here often enough. No, a quick commercial. Way back when, when the church began, we had home Bible studies midweek. Dave and Jane Patterson was in that Bible study, and that's when they decided to become missionaries and go across the world to preach the gospel, and that Wycliffe that they could translate. The other thing that Dave taught me is when he came home on furlough, we were having dinner one night, and he said... You know, if you have electricity, you are rich. And ever since then, God has been teaching me the simple things of life of what I should be thankful for that I take for granted. My commercial's over. Oh, okay, great. <laughs> All right, good morning, Crosswinds. Okay, so uh, I'm going to let you know a little bit about uh, uh, street ministry this morning. Um, what we do, uh, we first started street ministry with a very small group. We were going out on Fridays, and, uh, but as small as the group was, we are very, very, very effective out there. And we've seen the need uh, uh, for people um, to give them food, to 
give them something to drink, uh, clothing. Um, clothing came a little afterwards because we've seen the need for that. But um, they are very happy to receive all these things, and there's tears in their eyes. They're lifting up their hands and just praising God because they didn't know where their, their next meal was coming from. And uh, so we're able to pr provide them for a meal for the day, you know. And we're not enabling them, you know. It's really, sincerely a need that they need. They need to eat. And uh, so for the day, uh, we provide that meal and we share the gospel. We may, uh, ask them if they're saved. Now, most of the people out there are saved and uh, receive Jesus Christ in their life at one time, but they're discouraged. You know, things went wrong in their life, their family life, or whatever it may be. Uh, could be drugs. You know, um, a lot of people go to the street. They're not on drugs, but they end up on drugs so that they could cope with life. I mean, if I was going to the street and I had no hope or no nothing, that's probably the next best thing, you know, I could see it happening. But we're there to encourage them, especially if they've known Jesus Christ as the Lord and Savior. They know the power of God. They know the changing power of God that uh, could actually uh, do miracles, right? Nothing's impossible. Um, so we, uh, since we've been doing uh, street ministry, we've given out probably uh, over 4,000 burritos because we buy Del Taco burritos. It sounds a little silly, but you know what? Those things are, are pretty good. And uh, we gave out 1,000 a a, a thousand waters, 1,000 sodas, a lot of clothing. You know, that's a lot of things that you guys have provided. You know, when we first started, we were doing it on our own expense. But, you know, you guys started uh, donating and very well appreciated. The people out there appreciate that very much. So we thank you for those financial uh, donations, for the Del Taco cards, for uh, the clothing, for the beanies that the women of the church make uh, in the cold season. Um, everybody wants a beanie out there. Could I have one? Could I have one? Uh, we went to uh, Braswell Senior Center. Uh, God opened up the door for that for, for, a little, for a season. And you go into their lunch area, and everybody has a beanie on, a colorful beanie. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's just uh, really amazing what, what God has done. Um, so, anyways, you guys are making a, a huge difference in our community or city. Some, some Riverside, some Redlands, uh, mostly in Moreno Valley. Also, I just want to mention, through COVID, we did not stop. Through COVID, the street ministry kept on going. Uh, in fact, we went, went out even more than ever before because of COVID, because people said you can't do it, you shouldn't do it, but you know what? We did it, you know. Thank you. Um, our street ministry team has really grown, especially now that we went to Saturdays. And uh, Saturdays are good. More people, more people could... Uh, could uh, participate, and uh, so we have groups of 10, you know, sometimes uh, larger groups, and so now we have to split up in two different vehicles, and that's great because it's a little more expensive because one group's buying 20 burritos, another group's buying 20 burritos, and double everything, right? But we're able to touch 
more people, they're able to feed more people, to get them clothing. Uh, so it really makes a big difference. Uh, you, now every week I put out a, a report on what we did, how many people we've seen, and uh, this way everybody knows what's going on. Uh, because you know what? Even though you can't make it, not everybody can make it out there to do the outreach, um, to feed the poor. Um, you're participating in giving, and that's a big plus. That's a big help. And thank you very much. Um, now, one, one thing is uh, sometimes, and I heard it from people here, you know, I ask people sometimes that, would you like to come out to street ministry? And I got s some replies that that's not my gift. Okay, so I'm thinking, well, what do you mean that's not your gift? Well, because, you know, when you go to the gift class, it's a great, it's a great class. It tells you what your strong points are. You know, this is what your strong points are. But there's the word discipleship for a reason, okay? There's uh, the word training for a reason, okay? So if I want to go out and be an electrician or an engineer or a tech guy or something, guess what? I don't know nothing about that, you know? That's not my strong point. But if I go get training, you know, I'm going to learn how to do this, and I just might be very good at it, you know. Uh, so I'm an electrician, so I know all about the training. It took me years to get to where I'm at. But same thing with the gospel. Same thing with the outreaches. If you go out, see what we're doing, uh, or any one of the mission fields, you're going to learn how to do it. And then God just may just touch your heart and and this, this may be something that uh, you're led to do, you know, through the Holy Spirit. You know, he's going to tell you, hey, this is what I called you for. So we're never going to really know our calling unless we get out there and see what's happening and learn how to do it. Uh, so I do want to invite you guys out to uh, uh, come and check it out, you know. We'll train you. You don't have to do anything. Just watch us. And you'll get, you're going to see on these videos... Uh, what we do. Now, a lot of people, few people come out, they don't want to pray. They don't want to, you know, they want to feel comfortable first. But before you know it, they're praying for people. You know, they're put, laying hands on them. They're praying for them. They're getting personal with them. They're, uh, they're sharing their stories. Uh, the homeless people are sharing their stories uh, with them. They're crying. You know, it gets a little emotional. You know, I... I I probably got a little hard after a while because I see it so much, you know, but uh, I do have compassion uh, on the people. And our team is very, very compassionate. And you know what? I just have to say that they are prayer warriors. We go out there like, a, you know, like a small little, uh, a little army, really, like warriors. And we find these people and we walk right up to them. And they accept us because we tell them as soon as we see them, you know, we say, hey, are you guys hungry? We're from Crosswinds Church. You know, we're here uh, giving out food, you know, and uh, they're very welcoming to us. Um, so also I, I see what's going on here at uh, Crosswinds. The men are getting very excited about uh, doing outreach. And uh, uh, that's a great thing because that's what... That's what God wants, you know? We're not, you know, it's great to have a great church family. It's great to have a good community like that. But you know what? We need to share that 
with other people. We need to go outreach and say, hey, you know what? Come on to Crosswinds. And, and if they can't make it to Crosswinds, you know, we're out there for them. You know, so we have a community out there with our street ministry team that we visit some people weekly. Um, but we do run into about half the people are different. You know, uh, the people we never seen. And uh, they go on their way. We don't know who gets saved. We know some, but we don't know what God does. There's stories out there that if you just give a single track, in fact, there's a track about this guy receiving a track, you know, with the gospel, that he became a pastor just because he received the track. So we don't know what, um, what God's plan is. We just have to be obedient, go out there, and trust in the Lord that his plan is greater than our plan. Uh, but we're just being obedient. And uh, everybody that goes out to street ministry really has a big heart. Um, so outside, uh, we have a little booth out there um, for sign-ups, anybody who's in, interested in signing up. And we also have a men's ministry uh, outreach sign-up form. Uh, they're going to probably be going out every other Sunday. Uh, but if men, I encourage you, young men, old men, you know, uh, just sign that sheet. Because if you want some good experience, you want to see God on the move, you want to see him do miracles, you want to see uh, how God works, this will be a good experience for you. All you have to do is sign that sheet and show up. Showing up is the hardest part. Every day I have to go to work, the hardest part is showing up to work. But then the day, day goes pretty easy after that. But the hardest part is just showing up, making that commitment. Um, the greatest commandment is thou shalt love the Lord God with all your heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy mind. And second, thou shalt love the neighbor, your neighbor as yourself. These guys out there in the street, they're our neighbors. We need to love them. Sometimes uh, that's all they get. You know, so we're there. We're there for him. Um, but anyways, I guess I I want Ken to speak uh, uh, after the video, and uh, he'll be speaking after the video. But you're going to see a lot of captions on this video about this verse, verse uh, Matthew 25. Then then the king will say to the people on the right, "Come, you who are blessed by the Father, come and possess the kingdom." which has been prepared for you ever since the creation of the world. I was hungry, and you fed me. I was thirsty, and you gave me water to drink. I was a stranger, and you received me in your home. Uh, I was naked, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you took care of me. Also, when they were in prison, we visited them. But also, one thing we, we, I would like to see is I was a stranger, and you received me in your home. Now, that's hard to do. But, you know, I'm going to trust in God that, you know, if we could help one person, this church with everybody here, if we could help at least start out with one person, that would be so awesome, you know. Um, you know, we don't know nothing about these people, but we can, you know. Um, so I encourage, I hope that happens someday. Um, uh, when did we see you hungry, thirsty, and uh, with no clothes? And when did we see you a stranger and welcome you into our home? Um, the king will reply, I tell you, 
whenever you did this for one of the least important of these followers of mine, you did it for me. So, you know, and, and really, those people out there in the street have received salvation, and they try to follow God the best they can, you know, but they get caught up, they get lost. But they are followers. But when we did it for the, the least of them, we did it for God. So keep that in mind. You know, throughout the Old Testament, it talks about feeding the poor, taking the poor in, helping them. You know, it's just good for mankind itself, you know, just to help your brother. We all have animals, pets, you know, dogs, not all of us, but most of us. And we just love those little animals. We feed them. We make sure they're healthy. We spend, some people spend thousands of dollars to take them to the doctor, you know. And you have people on the street who are dying. You're going to see on the video how many people are dying on the street that this one lady knows of. And uh, are we taking care of them, you know. So I'm not trying to put guilt on you, but... It's just, it's just, uh, you know, if God touches your heart, you know, just try to make a difference. You know, appreciate everything you guys do. Without you guys, um, uh, we couldn't be as, as effective as we are. And I got a great assistant here. Um, and I have to mention Ken because he came and he was very interested. He has a big heart for the people on the street. And... Um, um, he, uh, he's an elder, and he sits right, to, right next to Pastor Willie, so we're going to get some stuff done. <laughs> so, you know, praise God for him, and um, I guess we could start the video. Going into their environment. You know, you coming in to me, Maybe you don't cleaned up a little bit. Um, but for me to go on to your turf, um, it's a whole nother world. It's just a whole nother world. This is a, uh, where we keep our stuff. We have water, yeah. sodas, wipes, toilet paper. So in case um, the leaders can't make it, anybody could come and get the stuff and get a crew together and go on their way. Right, let me push. I hit my purse. Good to see you. All right. Ken, this might be your size. Here, so we're going to find a fire really good. Father, we just thank you and praise you for this time that you've given us, Lord God, to come out and glorify your name. Lord God, and we pray that your will be done in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. What made you want to start the street this? Well, we've seen the need uh, for people. So we went out, kind of experimented, and there was such a big need. They're very grateful, and they had tears in their eyes because somebody cared. We have almost 30 people on our crew. Not everybody goes at once, but just random times. I make a phone call to everybody. I give them a text message. Let them know we're going to be coming out Saturday, 9 and 9 a.m., meet at the church. And whoever shows, shows. You never get a vacation. We're the warriors. What's the, uh, most <laughs> what's the most challenging resource for you to get 
the right size clothes, uh, jeans, and t-shirts. The women wear men's t-shirts. They prefer men's t-shirts because they don't want to uh, be too attractive out there because it's uh, the street. In the winter, blankets, jackets, sweatshirts, hoodies. I like to see the little preacher man, Steve. He gets off. He said it off. <laughs> Sometimes he's real quiet. The next thing you know, he's in there, right? And he's ministering. And that's what this is all about, just ministering, you know, uh, giving people hope. Because they are hopeless out here. I'm not too hungry, but could I get 25 uh, bean and cheese burritos with the red sauce? I'm not that hungry. <laughs> so Street Ministry also supports the church by turning the cash into script card. You park in the front and we'll take it out. Too. Okay, great. Thank you. Okay, you two have great breakfast. So here we go. This is, we got a bunch here, guys. We have a bunch of people here. For me, I think I've always had a heart for giving back. Everybody in street ministry that knows me knows I've been doing it a long time, even in my mail truck. So when they had the ministry fair and I saw street ministry, it's kind of where my heart was. It was just to go out there and see what I could learn, help, and grow with these folks. And so I go out there every single time I learn something from them. And I don't know. It, it just fills my spirit. And I hope that I do the same for them. There's a great need for uh, the church to be a, a witness out into the streets. So that's one of the main reasons I went out there. Second reason is because I know the scripture says we're supposed to go and do that. So that's why I'm doing it. Matthew 7, what he said about the man who built the two buildings. Two buildings. One built his house on rock. One oh, yeah, built his house on the sand. See? See, where'd you get, where'd you get your knowledge from? That's what I thought. Doesn't matter where you get it, you got it. But now you got to walk in it. See? You got to walk in it. No matter what walls come up against you, you got to be able to stand. We have a wonderful team. So we all work together and do what the Lord has called us to do. It all works well. See, it's not on us. It's on him in us to do his will. So it's beautiful. I mean, like I say, we all have different, like, you know, situations yeah. that hard times that we go through and stuff yeah. like that. And, you know, the Lord, you know, helps, you know, get us through those things. Amen. Down and everything, we'll be praying. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, right. man. I'm supposed to work. All right, brother. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. All right. Hey, I talked to your mom the other day, and she said to tell you that she loved you. I sent her the picture on Mother's Day, and she said it made her day. So she, I know she would love it if you check it once in a while, so she knows you're alive, you know? Yeah. I like, I definitely like um, those these more. Do you, yeah. What do you think? I think that these would, yeah, yeah, these would okay. definitely fit me for sure. Let's see if we have any. 20 burritos every other week. Yeah. Now it's every week and it's 40 burritos to start with. More, yeah. And we'll just go get some more. I mean, that's the blessing of this church that's allowed us to do that. Yeah. I had a bad night last night. I got attacked by some guys. Really? 
I'm going to disorient you a little bit sore. I got, I got attacked yesterday, last night. And he's about 200 and something pounds. Oh my. He just picked me up and threw me down against the rock in front of Mel's. We've had words before, me and him. He came, one day I was asleep, and he came and he kicked me. And he just threw me down like a rag doll. Hit me in the face right here. And you're working two jobs right now? Yep, I work at the restaurant cleaning up and then I'm doing remodeling homes. Yeah. And you still can't get off the street with that type of weight? No. You know, I'm fighting Social Security. They stole my identity 13 times. My Social Security card, my EDD, my stimulus checks, everything. They got everything. Like today, I'm going to try to go put a starter in a car. Last time I did that, look what happened to my finger. <laughs> Very small. Wow. But, you know, because they're heavy. <laughs> How many people do you know of that may have died on the street uh, oh, in the last year? At least 16 people. It's fentanyl and methamphetamine, and they're mixing it together, and that's what it is. And then once they get them addicted to fentanyl, then there's this other drug that they're using to keep them hooked on it. Like Sean, you know, and he's, he's gone. He's gone. I met someone for the very first time I went out. His name was Sean. Straight out of the military, clean cut, meat on his bones, good dude. Was struggling to get his money. So Luis and I said, we'll go meet you. We'll meet you tomorrow at 9 o'clock, be here. And today when you talk to Denise, she said the wolves come after you. The wolves came after him. And, and he wasn't there the next day to take him to Social Security or the Veterans Administration to straighten out his stuff. And now when I see him out there, he's so strung out that he doesn't even know where he's at. And it breaks my heart. But I related with him so much because I saw him crumbling from this strong Marine. And now he's just this meek, skinny man who when you're driving down the street and you don't know him and he's flailing his arms in the air and he's talking to nobody and you're like, just another freak in Moreno Valley, he's still a child of God. They're all going through it and they, it's a choice they made. I get that part. I just wanna do what I can do, that what he's asked me to do through this church to help them do better. If we can get one person off the streets and into this church or into the church next door, wherever, that I would be doing cartwheels. I got a bad back, but I would do my best. <laughs> I would. To see the older women on, on the street just really does something to me, you know, but oh, but by the grace, you know, that could be me. And everybody's got a story. And you just want to say, well, what are you going to do to get off? Some have a plan and some don't. And that's personally disturbing because I would not want to be on the street. But that's not where they're coming from. So you just do what you can do. Thanks, guys. I love you guys, man. <laughs> if it wasn't for these guys right here, I'd probably be dead. They feed me. They clothe me. I wouldn't even have any clean clothes if it wasn't for them. And the love they show me is miraculous.
I would like to thank you all for showing up for the street ministry training session. Um, the glorious thing is also in the book of Matthew in chapter 9, it talks about that the harvest is plentiful. And where they showed us when Julio went out with us, we, they bought 25 burritos, and usually that lasts us about two and a half hours, and we get home around noon. That day, we were out in a half hour. Everybody got something to eat. Everybody got prayed for. If you needed clothes, we gave them clothes. I, this morning, get the blessing of telling stories of what God has done for us. I would have Kim come up, but she's already crying because she's talking about Sean. <laughs> and, and, and that's all good. And I can't understand. And, and when, when I'm in grade school, when I was in high school, you always say, why do I have to take this class? Why do, I have to, why do I have to do this? When I was growing up, my mom and dad did foster care. Teresa and I did foster care just because we loved kids. But I don't understand why, where we're at now. And then to repeat a line from my grandson up in Spokane, CJ, I'm going to tell you about the greatest day ever. We got in the car and we drove, we picked up our burritos and we went to this gentleman standing on the street. And the first question we ask always is, are you hungry? So that's going to be something that you're going to have to repeat to me. That's part of your training session this morning. Are you hungry? And the gentleman said, I haven't eaten in three days. So we gave him the burritos, a water, and a soda. And he walked over and he sat on the curb, put the food in his lap, raises his hands to the heavens with his tears streaming down his face, thanking God for a Del Taco burrito. As I shared earlier about Dave telling me, if you're rich, if you have electricity, I learned that the simple things in life are truly blessing that God can use in a mighty way. And we turned from this gentleman, we met his needs, and he wanted a shirt, and we got him clothing. And we turned around, and this other gentleman was walking toward us, had a little bit of a limp, a little slumped over, slurred speech. We says, and the question was, are you're getting better. Are you hungry? And the gentleman looked at me and says, I don't deserve this. You don't know what I've done. I don't deserve to eat. I don't deserve clothes because you don't know what I've done. And I looked him in the eye and I said, you know what? I don't need to know what you've done. God knows what we've done. I says, if I'm doing street ministry in my own strength, it's filthy rags. It's nothing. It's worthless. I says, God knows what you've done. And because God knows what we've done and the sin in our lives, he sent Jesus Christ to die on a cross. And because of the shed blood of Jesus Christ, you can know him in a real manner. And that your sin, when you accept Christ, he eliminates that sin. He separates it as far as the east is from the west. And in Christ, you can be a new creation. And today, Edmund, you can start over. And he looked at the crowd and he said, I need Jesus. And as he accepted Christ and said the sinner's prayer, he stood a little taller. His speech became clear. His eyes showed hope. And when he said amen, the smile on his face was that of my granddaughter opening presents on Christmas Day. Because today, that day, Edmund came to know who Christ was. And as we got in the car, we're all, it, that's a good day. That's a good day. We're celebrating. We're joyous. We get in the car and we go across the street. Now, a little bit of advice, and I pray none of this happens to anyone. 
But if you become homeless, you do not go behind the store that is on Alessandro and Indian. You just don't. For some bizarre, not bizarre, it's just Satan himself, reason, that is an evil place to be, especially for ladies. There are guys that cruise behind that store looking for ladies. And as we got done with Edmund, we came across the street and we ran into a young lady. It was her first day on the street. Big false eyelashes, manicured nails. She had her backpack, and in her backpack was an urn with her baby's ashes. And because of the calling that these ladies have in street ministry and their wisdom and their desire to see people get whole, within the, by the end of the week, she had a place to stay. Not done yet, okay? Because yesterday while we're doing street ministry, that young lady texted Kim and says, I'm in an apartment. God is working in my life. I'm making a difference. He's making a difference in my life. I need a bed. I need a refrigerator. But God is good. He is there. And Mina, I am so proud of you. Because it's hard to make the step to become homeless, but it's just as hard to step out of homelessness. We shared with Denise and talked about, we talk about her and say, what's it going to take? This is the next phase for our, of our ministry. How's it going to get you off the streets? And she told us, she goes, the hard part is when you go to a facility to get help, the first thing they do is they take everything you've got. And right now she lives underneath a tarp a grocery cart, but that is everything she has, and she can't give it up. So street ministry will have to come up with a way to, to save that. We'll, we'll store that for you. We'll make it work. I could talk all night. We could have an altar call about how great our God is, but the first thing I want to tell you is that I want you to thank God. I thank God for you that you're part of the body of Christ allows this part of the body of the Christ to do what it does. You are amazing people. I didn't get to train you enough to say the first question is, are you hungry? And that is as intimidating as it gets. It's not like we have to share our faith because we're there just to share hope. And you allow that to happen. And I thank you for allowing that in my life because that's what God has called us to do. So God bless you all. Thank you for coming to the training session. And now, I don't know if I'm supposed to close in prayer, sing a song, or dance. I can't do neither. You save it. There we go. And, and, and I appreciate y'all. It's, it's been great. And, and, and the other thing, real quick, I know I'm a little over time, but the real thing, the other thing is not only the ministry we have with those who are homeless, it is a fabulous ministry of those of us who ride in the car because you understand where we've come from. I had a son that was homeless for seven years. And for three years, I had no clue where he was at. And when Kim talked about Sean and asked Sean, do you have family? And he began to cry. I looked at him and I said, they know your struggle. They just want to know you're alive. Because that's the hardest thing to do. Is knowing your son is out there and you don't know if he's alive. So thank you. God bless. You guys have been amazing to help us grow in Christ.